On tonight's episode of Dad's Drinking Beer, it's Father's Day for the dads, so let's talk what we know. We preview the U.S. Open, drink Lone Star beer out of Texas, and review the June modern dad movie, Caddyshack. Listen in as the dads break down their favorite lines, characters, and scenes from this timeless comedy classic. So sit back, relax, crack a cold one, and enjoy responsibly. This is Dad's Drinking Beer. Dad's Drinking Beer. Welcome back, everybody, to Dad's Drinking Beer. We are your weekly watering hole where we encourage everybody, dad, brother, sister, aunt, aunt who's now an uncle, come on, crack open a beer, pull up a chair. We are the dads. The light is on. We're going to get explicit. We're going to get, you know, into some some good heavy shit today. I'm back in Austin with my guy in the bunker with Chris. What's going on, my guy? Dude, this feels... Like it's like a friend that you missed and you're back together. I mean, although we were hanging out the whole time we were gone, but we're back here. It feels kind of like a new new energy is a yeah. new birth, if you will. Yeah, it's like an afterbirth. Like an afterbirth. Yes, with like new socks, you know, because like it's just it's a comfortable fit, but you just feel like we're it's back. Fresh. It's yeah, clean. no, it, just, it feels good to be back. I super super needed the break. Happy to get some time to unplug. I know you did too. We had a legendary time yeah and, and it was much needed but again yeah happy to be back and it when you do disconnect so much it's weird to come back because right. we came back i was like oh shit and we came back on a monday i know <laughs> so, we're in the middle of a short week we, i forgot it was wednesday multiple yeah. times today because yeah. we record on wednesday nights and you know for the listeners uh, chris chris got a full ear full of like a like a therapy session <laughs> when i got here because a short short work week sometimes you gotta will, cram it pile it even higher than it yeah, was and we, yeah. we got right back into it we got home two days ago uh from a nice getaway in con can texas we mentioned it on the last episode yep solid shout out to neil's lodge totally uh, over there there are a few dad's drinking beer stickers on the premises so you'll see them you'll see them <laughs> um and then we went right into dad's drinking beer mode we had a dad's movie night last night caddyshack in the sack yep we had a record number of people show up. Yep. Uh, I won't give the exact number. But or else, did, you know, Warner Brothers would be hitting us up yeah, for box office. Yeah, the are still out there. I mean, we don't have any receipts to prove. But yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, I don't say it was a packed crowd, but it was, it was the most packed we've ever had. It is. It is. It's promising for what's coming. Yeah. And we started immediately preparing for tonight's episode. Yeah. So just in front of you guys, you have not just the Modern Dad movie review of Caddyshack, but we're also going to talk to you about uh, some big developments in the sports world. U.S. Open this weekend, starting tomorrow morning. The yeah, it's Father's Day. I was gonna say the biggest holiday of the year. I told I told my daughter it's bigger than Christmas. It's bigger than your birthday. I go. We first we'll spend all day Saturday thinking about how much we love Dad, and then we'll spend the rest of the day telling Dad how much we love him. <laughs> and I'll sit in a chair while you guys praise me, and then I'm going golfing Sunday. Compliments. So. Oh, and then the golfing Sunday <laughs> yeah. kind of just ties the little bow on right. it. Right. It's definitely more important than Mother's Day, in your opinion, too, right? Oh, yes. I mean, this has been clear on the episode. We have people probably tuning back in to hear if Chris has changed his stance on this. And let me be clear, he has not. No, I, no, I feel very passionate that Father's Day should be a recognized national day of rest for all fathers it would encourage people to be fathers here here for the dads right i don't want to get into it that's not the meat of our episode but definitely yes father's day we have a father's day type beer yeah we'll tie it all back to the to the dads right to the father's day element including you know to just take it right right from what you just brought up what's a solid six pack in texas that you won't have any dads turned down if you show up at their place and say, hey, I brought a six-pack for the old man of the house. Yeah, no dads, no guys, no people, if you live in the state of Texas, would ever turn down a Lone Star. I would agree with that. We are doing Lone Star tonight. Yeah, so we're doing, I mean, I don't want to say it's a Budweiser, it's a Texas Budweiser, or whatever you want to say. It's the king Ooh. of beers or whatever, but it's the official... Is this, the, is this the technical term? The official beer of Texas? It is. It is. It's like the national beer. National beer. That's yeah. what it is, yes. If every state has that page in the encyclopedia where they go over the state bird and the state tree, this is 
undoubtedly the state beer, the national beer of Texas. Yep. And it's Lone Star Heavy. We have the 16-ounce Tall Boys. This is what you get when you go to a show, if you're in Austin, or anywhere, really, for that matter, in Texas. You go to, and you get a Lone Star, which you almost any show in Austin, you'll get two Lone Stars. Yeah. You put the Tall Boy koozie on the bottom, and then you hold midway. That's it. Ready to go. Someone's been to a show. Someone, <laughs> someone's done this before. you got some uh, experience I've under done the belt. It. Yeah, I've done it. And never let you down. It's always consistent. Like I said, you go to a dive bar in Houston or a sweet, hip fucking hotel spot that's now it's retro, funky, whatever, and you get a Lone Star, it's going to be the same fucking thing every time. As far as the branding is concerned, they've done it a couple different times. They just kind of did a new one fairly recently. I like it. I asked you there, well, before we started... Do they still do the little puzzle top, puzzle caps? Right. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I don't so. think they do. I don't think so. And, and honestly, I the sixteen ounce cans have, I think, taken over the market yeah. for them. In, like, yeah. If you're going to get one at a show, rarely do you see them pull out a twelve ounce no. can. Yeah, Maybe a bottle, but sixteen ounce seems to be their their standard. Yeah, it's what we got, and it is what we got. And, and look, everything's bigger in Texas. Your beer needs... To, if you're the national beer of Texas, you better have a big fucking beer. Let's fucking do it, man. Yeah, I'm excited Let's about it. Let's crack this loner. I know I've got a lot of Texas friends that have been kind of angling to to get us to do this beer and want to come on for it. So they're going to have to come on when we do Lone Star Light. I, I don't hate Lone Star Light either. No, and ne- neither do they. And I've had this before, but not for a long time. Probably... Yeah, a couple years. It's been a couple years, but yeah. we but we have had one. This is the first time in a while, Chris, that you're not saying this is the first time I've ever had I've this I've never beer. had this before, like well, a fucking idiot. All right. It's Lone Star, man. It's Lone Star. It's pretty good. I've had a lot of Lone Stars in my day. It was one of those things that when I moved to Texas, uh, which I'm going on almost 11 years now, yeah. I didn't like rush to get a Lone Star, but I knew of it right away. Yeah. Then you started seeing it drop uh, a couple, you know, pop culture spots. Yeah, a couple times. What what was the one that, that you gave out? True Detective. That's right. Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Austin Legend. 16 ounce cans yep. as well. Yep. They didn't fuck around. He, he's like, I'll do an interview. I'm going to smoke two packs of cigs and drink a six pack of Lone Star. Yeah. Great fucking great, uh, season. Great scene. Great, yep. great episode. Yep. Yep. Um, Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. This was his beer of choice. That was one of the first shows I did watch. When I moved to Austin thinking, hey, this must be what Texas this is, is where, like. This is where right? I live, yeah. yeah hey. Um, and they did do a lot of filming in Austin. It's funny you bring that they up. They did, yeah. And then um, actually King of the Hill doesn't actually say Lone Star on their beers, but it does. Imply. It implies. The picture's there. Everything is there. Lone Star is is available primarily in Texas. I think it's kind of done a few, you know, pop-ups and shows, uh, you know, somewhere yeah. else in other states. But you don't have to be just from Texas to, to, to know Lone Star's right. out there, right? And I think what's great about Lone Star is you could be whatever, hipster fucking East Side Austin guy, or you can be, you know, guy that lives out in fucking Kyle. Yeah. Cattle rancher in, yep. in West Texas or something and just it, hanging out. It just it, it just it just works. It's 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 a little bit cooler than a Budweiser, mainly because of Texas. I am sure it's different, you know, if you're in St. Louis or wherever, Budweiser's probably your go to, obviously, but well, it's funny you say that because this beer was actually founded by uh, Adolphus Bush. Which I thought of was Anheuser Bush. Right. He must have just been looking at opportunities for beers and saying, I want my name on that. I want my name totally. on that. But he, who knows? Maybe he put something in here or gave some input to say, hey, I want it to kind of line up I mean, to this other king of beers up north. And it just, it does just taste like, it, I mean, look, it's not so far of a stretch to say it tastes similar to Budweiser. What what colors the Budweiser cans? Uh, white and red. And yeah, blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lone, Lone Star is yeah, yeah. pretty much, uh, you know, they want the label to be a little bigger, maybe the font to be a little bit bigger. Yeah. But it, you're right. There's a lot of similarities, and uh, again, I think this really calls back to just going to dad's or any dad's house. You bring Lone Stars. You know what I think? You're gonna get him to say, "Hey, go put it in the fridge." You're gonna open up that fridge. There's already going to be Lone Star in there, yeah. right? Lone Star is just a staple in, in a number of fridges down and there. And if you bring this to a barbecue, no one's going to be like, dude, Jim, you brought fucking Lone Star? They're going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Scott likes beer. I mean, it's it's not the fucking craftiest shit from whatever hipster brewery that's hot right now. And it's also not some fucking swill. fat tire swill <laughs> or whatever. Hey, we're it, doing a beer from uh, New Belgium next week or whatever, so be careful there. That's true. But hey, 
step up it's your not, game. It's not that tired, step up, Yeah, step up your game. The bar is low. I'm open to it. Um, one thing I do want to touch on as we're talking beer, the pickle beer. Yes. We had a great, or I gave it great. a great score. Yeah. I stand by my score. I love it. I stand by the medicinal benefits of it. I am starting a cult that basically all we do is drink pickle beer. <laughs> but I do want to walk back just slightly, ever so slightly. And this was something I gauged on our little trip. You can't, I think I said it, I can drink six of these, which is a bold statement to say. Right. I think you could maybe do two. Because I drank two when we were on our little trip. And I was like, I think I'm going to start with something else now. Because the sourness of it is just a lot. You know what I mean? Yes. I stand by the, the statement of it's the best sour I've ever had. Yeah. It's the best goza, yeah. uh, goza, 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 goza that I've ever had. And I think the recovery element of it is critical. If I went on some kind of a binge or a bender and I needed to either A, feel better in the morning... Or power through in the afternoon. Yep. Both of which I did over this last weekend uh, out in Concan. Yeah, out in heat, you're you're sweating, you're running around. Yeah. Start with the pickle one. Yep. So I think it's just it's worth calling out that I'm glad you you kind of said hey let's uh, let's like pump the brakes, but at the same time say that's a beer that that the dads are going to stand by in terms of oh you need to feel better. I have just the right remedy for you. Yep. And it was. I mean, maybe a little recency bias. It just—it was such a surprise that we also gave it a really fucking good score too. It, and yes, it blew me away by how good it was, and how good it made and, you feel, and how much I expected, and how good it made me feel. Right. So yeah, just want to say, stand by the score. A couple people have said to me, "I can't believe you gave a, a, a novelty beer." Was the quote they gave a, such a high score? And I was like, I don't think this is a novelty beer. I think this is a great yeah. drinker that you could have. Again, two of them hanging out at the pool, hanging out in the river. Hanging out after like a bike ride or whatever Dude. it is, you got your sweat and your balls off, and you come it should back. Almost, it should almost be in a first aid kit, <laughs> exactly. right? It should it be would, like right next to the first aid kit, nice packs in the fridge. You just you just did it. We when we do a dad drinking beer collab with the first aid <laughs> company, we'll throw in some band aids and we'll throw in a, a pickle beer, some lube. It's a first aid kit. Of course, you have lube. Yeah, edible lube in case you have to get hungry of on the course. side of the road while you're hitchhiking. <laughs> edible lube, a pickle beer, and some band aids <laughs> is our first aid kit. Hey, you can now order these. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, just email dadsdrinkingbeerpod at gmail.com. Get that right out to you. It'll just be a brown paper bag with shit. <laughs> you're 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 onto something. <laughs> you got an idea you are there. Onto something. Um, let's do some thank yous real quick before we jump into Always, sports. always, always, always. Everyone knows this by now. If you've been listening, Benny from Ronswell. We always thank Benny. For the intro music, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'd like to always thank Rogue Brewing for the official, unofficial coaster. Uh, Breakmaster Cylinder for the outro music. As always, listen to all the way through so you get to hear that. Who else? Lone Star Beer always. for tonight. I think Lone Star is another one of those ones that's just going to be a staple. And, and how about you, the listener right now? Anybody yes. who helps support the dads. We go a long way. Uh, like I said, we, we, we got back from a little vacation and went right back to work. And we appreciate all the support, all the listens, all the likes, feedback. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we're still trying to pump out new content in this uh, in this Just world. figuring so. it out. Right. Yeah. And like you said, trying to figure it out. Because last time we talked, I had just gone back to work. And like you said, we were on vacation and it was kind of like my little swan song of the quarantine because I knew I was going back to work on Tuesday, back, back, back to work. Like, I, I think I mentioned last time, we are going to have like a swing day. We can kind of do, but this is like, we're back. Like, it's, there's no more like working from home on this day or doing whatever. We were kind of like in and out. It's now back. Um, I've seen all the Instagram stories and posts from a lot of companies saying, hey, we're back after a year and a half. Yeah, we're back. We're and back. You know, Happy I've, to be I've back and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the positive spin... Is that more people will be driving potentially? Yeah. Definitely a great spot to listen to Dad's Drinking Beer That's and catch true. up on all the latest episodes. That's true. Imagine, imagine if you've been in quarantine and you're like, motherfucker, I don't want to go back to work. And then you see 40-something episodes just in your fucking queue ready to go where we predict, oh, I don't know, Super Bowl champions. Hey. You can go back to that. Hey. We predicted shitting on walls. Oh, wait. We haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> we predicted... Just, I want you to know that you don't have to start at the at the beginning here, right? But, you know, we do hold a championship belt on some of this shit. We do. We do. And we have a lot of fun. And the feedback has been fairly, generally, universally positive. So, uh, but you know what? Feedback is feedback. We demand it. We encourage you guys to keep giving us that feedback. So thank you again for listening in. 
We're drinking Lone Star. We're going to talk Caddyshack, but first, we're going to get into Sports Hole because the U.S. Open starts tomorrow morning, and, you know, with, with how weird things have been over 15, 16 months or more, we get to have a Sunday oh, fuck. where Chris and I are going to go golfing, which is like, sorry to brag, but this is going to be great because we haven't golfed together since February. Exactly, which is wild. But which yes. is wild. Yeah. We were on a fucking streak when quarantine started. It was <laughs> yeah. like, hey, we're, we're never leaving here. Let's yeah. just go walk. Yeah. Uh, but we have the U.S. Open Sunday for Father's Day. Uh, it's a big deal for us. Let's talk sports hole. Let's dive in. Chris is going to take us on a tour I'm, I'm of Tory Pod. I'm putting my trunks on. Let's jump in. So we're jumping in with arguably one of the best uh, Father's Day treats we can get. It always delivers. The U.S. Open. Um, let's go kind of into like who's the notables that are be there, who's the kind of standout, who's to look for, who's not there. Obviously, Tiger's not there. We did see pictures of him. Yes. He looked good. He looked, I mean, he looked great. He was in L.A., I guess. No bones sticking out of his right. legs. I mean, yeah, he, is, he, was, he was intact. He had yeah, those uh, compression socks. Compression one, yeah, one on. compression socks. Right? That's that's the one with the bones that right. kind of but I mean jingle, it wasn't jangle. I, from what I saw, it was like both legs looked like they were going to be, like, what's his name from Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe from Family Guy. Right. Hey, you're 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 right though. The the U.S. Open on Father's Day is like something I remember just growing up. Yeah. And we were on the road even for some of these Father's Days from from what I remember. But my dad would find a way to find it on the radio even yeah. and be like, oh, this is a Sunday thing. Golf on the radio, such a dad move. Oh, my dad such had a, a lot of that. dad move. A lot yeah. of those moves. Great. I think it's, it's, it is kind of a Father's Day thing. There's been a couple guys that have won it with their dads there. I think Rory's one of the notable guys that have won it, you know, with his father there or, or for his father. It was an emotional one. But, again, the Bryson DeChambeau thing. Coming back, defending champ. That's right. Like, he shouldn't have any of the pressure on him this week, right? Not really. I mean, except for all the pre- – he's going to get a lot of pressure, and he, I think he already has done a ton of press, and it's all about Brooks Kepka. Brooksy. Living in his head rent-free, vice versa, too. Supposedly, Bryson lives in his head rent-free. There's shit talk happening. There would be nothing better than them in the final pairing on a Sunday. Oh, oh my shit. God. Put them towards the end. Maybe get some Phil in there. Because, you know, Phil chimed in on those tweets and yeah. said, hey, you know, they only want the actual champ to show up. Right. And, I mean, you couldn't script a better drama if that if that were to happen. You couldn't. You couldn't. Who, you couldn't. who else is on your radar, though, for who could either make a splash? Who should do well this weekend? I think... I think Okay. John Rom looks strong, even though he's coming back after COVID. But I think he had like a non-symptomatic situation. But he was leading by six strokes recently. Got taken off of the 18th hole on I think what like a Saturday. Yeah, had to miss the whole. Had four, to miss the fourth rest. round. Yeah, yeah, forfeit the tournament. So unbelievable. He's by got the way. something to prove. He was definitely emotional um, when it happened. I, I don't like him, but I also don't dislike him. He's 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 got a big ass. He doesn't act like me because I yelled Johnny Rom one time. Are you he, kidding? When he ripped it at the Dell match play, and it, I think it might have been a bad swing, but he looked at me with the death stare. So if he's listening to this, I was the one that yelled Johnny Rom at the Dell match play. He's got a big ass derriere too. Yeah, like oh, he's just, got a fat ass. Yeah, he's got really? a fucking badonka donk. He must squat. He definitely squats some fucking major lead because he is. <laughs> he has a big thick. No shit. Hind haunch. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to pull up an image of this just to look at John and I don't know John if it's his Adidas pants ass. or whatever he's wearing, but he's got a fat ass, yeah. I'm looking at it through an image. It is kind of weird. He's got like a little pear shape going on, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, he's an in-shape dude, and, you know, he's a nice enough guy. Yeah. Okay, so um, John Rahm is the odds-on favorite. I just, I I just so. confirmed that, too. Who, who else should we be looking out for? I think Jordan's something to look for. I mean, there's a couple of guys that look like they could do damage. I mean... I think Phil, it would be wild if Phil is even in the hunt. But God Why? Damn. Why? For our listeners who don't know, why? He just came off of the last major. Winning the last major in such a fucking way that was... If you're a golf fan... Well, shit. If you're a sports if fan... Sports fan. Yes. Good call out. That was such a... Um, I hate saying it like this. A treat. It was such a fucking treat to just sit back 
and watch Phil do work. His personality is so great right now. He's just living up this like whole vibe of like this kind of Zen master of like hitting bombs and and these missiles. It's it's great. There's a bunch of really good, which makes me want to drink Amstel Light because he's got these Amstel Light <laughs> spots that are going yes. on, which will guarantee be on the the. Uh, whether he's still in the final round or not, right? Yeah, because he's, he, he's so relevant right now. Um, but he's never won the U.S. Open. Can true. We, I think that's worth calling he out. He needs this to do the, to to the, the Grand, Grand Slam. Slam, right? So he's 50-1 to 1 odds. Yep. yep. I mean, I read somewhere that in Vegas, there's uh, the one of the sports books has a uh, an eight-figure insurance policy out in case he does win because he is getting a lot of action, but... 50 to 1. Yeah. No one no one's given him a shot. No. I think Finau looks good. There's been I've heard something talking about Finau saying he feels better than he's ever felt. He's predicting he's going to start winning this year. He looks good. He's always there sort of in the talk. Yeah. If I'm betting, and I'm not saying it's a lead pipe lock because it's almost impossible to go lead pipe lock on golf, I'd say go John Rom, watch that big ass fucking win, see what happens. That's your pick. And you could pray for a Bryson Brooksy action. I want to see that more than I want my Me prediction too. to be right, to be honest. Let's just hope it's not some rando guy out of nowhere. Sure. Um, just a heads up, I just refreshed and Phil is now 60 to 1. Wow. 60 to 1. What, what is that because of my respect? is that because of our conversation right now live? It says per the dad's recent live right. pod, which you aren't hearing for another few days. Um, I just put 200 bucks on it. Oh wow. Okay. So that'll win uh Twelve grand if if he wins it. Did you really put that on there? No. Oh, I was like, shit, that's a fucking live it's there, though. fucking hot take. Uh you know what? Check in with me by the end of the episode and I'll let you know. I'll See how many more know. of these lone stars. Hey. <laughs> I like Justin Thomas too. I think I think he can win it. I think Jordan Speed, like I said, can win can it. Can win it. He's been playing better too. He so. has been a little more consistent. I think on Sunday after we golf. I want to see some big names in the mix. I, I want to see some really good names, and I think the the Brooksy and uh, Bryson. There's no bigger. If there's anything like that going on, that's must see TV. Even even if they're not in the same pairing together, if there's if they're on the leaderboard, yep. Oh yeah. my god! And like, can you imagine that the group watching the person in front sees a birdie and they come back and yell, "Hey, hey, Bryson! He, he you know, he just fucking birdied this," and then that's in his head. And I I can see this blowing up. Right. I just hope it doesn't get so far out of control. That the you know the groundskeepers and crew have to jump in and say we don't allow this now, right? Because like, I mean there was talk last time that people were getting kicked people out. People were removing, yeah. Oh I mean, my god! And I mean there's the, there's fans there. I don't know if it's full capacity, but there's going to be fans there. So that's a good point. It's going to be happening. Didn't consider that. It's going to be it's going to be lit, as they say. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's real quick. Let's touch on because it's not a lot to go into, um, but I do want to talk about your Chicago White Sox. How are you doing? They're the best team in oh, baseball. Oh, 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 just that. They're the best team in baseball. Last time I was bragging about how they had the highest run differential in the league. Well, good news. They still do, but they also have the best record in Major League Baseball. We finally played a series against a, a team that's legit, Tampa Bay Rays. Excuse me. We took two out of three. We're about to open up another series with the Strohs uh, in Houston. Really wish I could get away and go to one of those games. Oh. Um, I've done that. I've done that yeah, too. Yeah. Back when Houston was dog shit, I paid thirteen dollars to sit behind home plate. God bless 13 those days. Thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars to sit behind home plate. It's because they were. It's because Houston was so terrible and yeah. so bad. Yeah, so bad. But I honestly uh, just just want to come out and say there was another injury that they had. Nick Madrigal, their really great contact second second baseman, contact hitter. Um, you know, just had surgery. He's out for for two months. He's out for the season basically. So. Um, we have been a little bit by the injury bug, but we're young, we're energetic, and we're still the most exciting team, I think, in the American League to watch. Let's let's flip it back to you. How are your Giants doing, and, and are, are they still performing above expectations at this point? Well, yes, they are performing well above expectation because if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, or long enough, you know my expectations were pretty much bottom of the barrel for yeah. the Giants this yeah. year, just because there's no, there was no guys. They have exceeded exponentially my expectations and continuing to do so after that kind of like funky little spell where we on a road run. They had a little bit of a slump against the Dodgers. They have gone on 
10 out of the last 13 games have won, and a lot of them have been with authority. Yes. They just beat the Diamondbacks 13... Oh, sorry. They're beating the Diamondbacks right now 13-7. to 7. So... That's they can hit. They can hit. They're 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 doing it. They won at a grand slam home run bottom of the eighth last night. Love that. Love it's, that. It's been a great season, and I did buy the MLB ticket. So in case you want to watch some White Sox games, I have it at my house now. I will split and talk to you about that later. Yes. Um, one thing I noticed is the Dodgers have also turned their shit around too. They so have. you know you don't have the advantage of playing in the AL Central like uh, the White Sox do. I know. You have a one game lead over them, and then five and a half over the Padres, who we were pretty high on in our we preseason rankings. Um, but don't forget, my dark horse team that no one should you know be afraid if they're there was was the Giants. Right. And you thought it was because I was kissing ass, and maybe it was a little bit, but it was like, <laughs> who looks like the smart guy now so far, right? You've definitely proven your um, sports acumen, we're, sports knowledge we're, acumen. We're, we're there. Yeah. I mean, we are 65 to 70 games in. We will do a deeper dive at the All-Star break to really say, okay, now it's on. Right. We're, we're going to get into baseball just as I do, we do uh, yeah. normally. Again, yeah. I, I think baseball starts post-All-Star break. Talked about it. I've said it. It'll be on my gravestone. Yeah. There's... Wow. You've thought there's about a, this. There's a whole... It's going to be a big gravestone. <laughs> It'll uh, be actually a QR a code to scan. And it'll be a whole like you know that's the future, man. That's a digital fucking thing, and you got to come by and just use like the little uh, wet wipe to right. clear the screen. And it'll so be a hologram of me being like, "I told you." Is that an NFT of Chris? <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's a hundred games left in the yeah. season. Like no joke. There's a hundred games left. We're gonna be okay. We'll yep. definitely catch back up. One good thing about going back to the office. Well, a couple things, but one of the good things, I have a bunch of guys I work with. Big sports guys all over the place. One of the guys, Chase. Shout out to Chase. What up, Chase? Um, he's he's kind of my kind of sports guy. I go to all the time. He likes the Giants, but he understands it's going to be difficult to get past the Dodgers. And I think that's where we are. It's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be in the back of our minds. What happened last time was not a fluke. Dodgers can beat the Giants. That's no true. What. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see. And I'm pulling for you guys. Pulling, pulling, pulling. The flags have been flying. Your flag was out today. I saw it. We had a day game. My brother and his wife and Pete, you know, Pete who yeah. came on the pod, yeah. he took his family to the game today and Sox won 8-7 in extras. I mean, that's, that's such a Chicago thing, I feel like. Day games is such a Chicago thing. Cubs have it more frequently, but the White Sox typically will wrap up a series with a day game. They really give themselves that extra six, seven hours to just, you know, go home, plow yeah. their wives, see their kids. Go back to work. In that order. It, it should be in that order. <laughs> if I have Faust fucking running things. <laughs> Tony LaRusso's got a fucking, you know, white whiteboard saying, hey, go home. You got to do these three things in order. Plow your wife. I mean, that's, I mean, I would vote for, if that's a, like a state mandate, I could get behind that. Yeah. Sign the bill, man. <laughs> Let's Push go. it through. Go. Push it through. Hey, before we're done with sports, I think we should talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and waking up and seeing these breaking news alerts this morning were were kind of bonkers, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. What I, was the the first one you saw was Ka- Kawhi? Yeah. Out. 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 Clippers feeling the pain. I mean, although well, last we looked, I know you They're, they're winning right now. Okay, they're they're, winning, right they're now. winning the pivotal game 5 by 7 with about two and a half minutes to go. It's out in the background. But yeah, Kawhi was playing as good as anyone in the playoffs. Yep. And he tore his ACL, maybe? Did he even react? Like, does he react when he hurts his ankle, or does he just, like, you know what I mean? Like, his <laughs> usual, like, no reaction. I heard he got into his uh, 99 Tahoe and just <laughs> drove to Wingstop. Or Wing Zone, I think, wing is where, zone. Wing yeah. zone is where yeah. he got his coupons. <laughs> yeah. And he's just sad. He ordered 50 wings and said, just leave me here in a pile of my, my like, wing juice. <laughs> <laughs> he has this, like, little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sad for that because I thought the Clippers were they were they were my pick. That was my my head pick was yeah. Nets Clippers. Yeah. But um, hey, if they win this game, still it's not like it's the series over. Uh, playoff P's bound to choke. But then it wasn't like an hour later. I was taking my second shit of the day in the morning. Wow, second we, shit in the morning. We we drank uh, uh, for the movie last night, which ah, we'll talk right. about here in a Got few. It, yes, um, and I was like, breaking news: Chris Paul is in health. Care protocols for the NBA because because but it, but like like nothing's clear. Does he have it? Did he come into contact with somebody who had it? Right. There's still un- uncertain details here. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, shit. If Phoenix doesn't have him, do they have enough veterans to step up? Because that was exactly Chris Paul's role. 
Well, and every single time you talk about Phoenix, you talk about Chris Paul. So if he's not there... You got, you got Book? Major hole. Yeah. You still have some young guns that are going to be fine, but like, he was the glue. Right. And let's go into this. Even though they're not there, LeBron still making noise. He's kind of blaming this accelerated schedule, complaining about it. What I've seen, a lot of it, is I'm seeing a lot more Space Jam press than I am <laughs> yeah, anything else. So LeBron is using this platform that he has for sure. Everyone wants to talk about what happened during the playoffs. And he's like, Space Jam coming out and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, new shoes are coming out, oh, all this yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm playing for the Toon Squad. Right, yeah. right, right. You know what? That movie is going to bomb and tank so fucking bad. My, that's not even a hot take. That movie is going to be garbage. There's, We're going to have to do a review of it and just a hate review. There's going to be a meme of the box office numbers of Space Jam 2. And then underneath it is going to be Michael Jordan. Be like, and, I took, and I took that personally. And it's going to be a fucking Jordan's going to dunk. If there isn't one, we're making one <laughs> yeah, on yeah, that yeah. Friday to go see. We told you this movie right, fucking right, sucks. Right. No, no offense, but actually, I do mean offense here. So sorry <laughs> yeah. about that. So bigger NBA picture: Is there a standout now with Clippers being where they are, Phoenix being where they are? You didn't mention, but like Kyrie I was and just Harden say, are Kyrie, I just don't Harden, remember a playoff season. I don't remember a playoff season where so many superstars went down this late in the playoffs. Right. The, the Warriors had that moment where they started to implode, right? But that was all on one team. Like, right. this is like your, your top player and your veteran yeah. and your point guard are just done. Um, I think the Nets still have the driver's seat to get there. Durant proved last night he can do say, anything with the Durant's basketball. decided, I'm going to take this team, which he needs to, by the way. I know. So He it, does. And, he, and I said some shitty it. things about him last episode being, you know, like he just got out of rehab. He looks so skinny. He made some shots last night that I was like, okay, you can do what you got to do. Which, man. by the way, he is skinny, but he could definitely... I mean, he could back me into the paint with a fucking one elbow to the chin, and he would yeah. dunk on me, and then his giant pipe would wipe across my face <laughs> as he got into his Bentley and drove yeah. away. And then he would use a fake Twitter account and rip right. on you to comment the on the dad drinking beer yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. And then support himself at the <laughs> yeah, same time. So, exactly. Yeah. Who's the mature one now, right, Kevin? Right, right. Let's be fucking real on that. <laughs> yeah. So that's sports. NBA playoffs are still going to be hot. I still think that's really good. Must see TV. And then uh, U.S. Open starts in the morning. It's, Let's it's fucking a fucking go. summer miracle. Father's Day, steak, blowjobs, U.S. Open. That's what we have to look forward to. In that order, if yeah. you can. Yeah. Nothing better than that, except for our dad movie of the month, which again... Is Caddyshack? I I know I said it for Major League, but I'm gonna say it for, for Caddyshack. It is arguably one of the best sports movies of all time. Not because it has great sports, which which Major League does, and it's not because it has some of the most amazing golf stuff. It does not. It does not. <laughs> I think that's part of the shtick. Is yeah. like the editing is like uh, I and, don't know if they really and the golf course Bushwood is trash I mean it looks I mean maybe that's how courses hey, were in 79 I was going to say this is in the 60s and 70s when right. it's all set so okay. but some of the most quotable lines that live inside of every dad that's ever watched this movie and it proves this dad movie concept if this movie's on my wife will she likes it she likes the movie but she will literally roll her eyes and walk away knowing that well you're gonna be watching this movie for the next hour and fifty minutes, or whatever, because it's a short, it's a short movie. Yeah, hour thirty. Hour thirty. Uh, my kid will look at it and go, "What the fuck is this? Is that poop? <laughs> Duty! Duty!" <laughs> but like you said, it came out in 1980. It fits the criteria. There's no Tom Berenger, but it's immensely rewatchable. And the experience last night with the dads, you had the feeling that everyone had seen it before. And everyone, everyone enjoys it. Everyone knew when to laugh. And a couple of things we were still reminded by too, right? Like, oh, right. I forgot that that happens at this point. Right. Um, a couple of quick takeaways that, that that I had is the movie's almost all improv, yep. right? Bill yep. Murray, 100% improv. He yep. had no real written lines. Yeah. And then the movie has a lot of autobiographical parts too because Bill Murray's brother helped write it and even the screenplay I think it credits three people but the if you do any research on the web it's like you should credit about 10 people with this because they would just go out to lunch and start talking about some story that they had as a kid and go oh let's, let's write this in. into the movie yeah, yeah yeah and watching the movie you realized 
there's not a whole lot of structure here. There's not a lot of beginning, middle, end. Uh, this this Danny character, Danny Noonan, you know, big, big Which shot. you assume he's the main character because the movie starts with him. Right. But it's right. his family. He's right. got to go to college. He doesn't have... Oh, okay. Like, there's this there's the, the all-American kid we're going to cheer for. And then he disappears for about 45 minutes because we get into Rodney Dangerfield's character and Ty, uh, Chevy Chase. Ted Knight. The, the, fucking the heavyweights judge. step in and go, hey, that's cute. You have a story. We're just going to riff. We're just going to make this movie, you know, what it is. And I read that the first cut they turned in, the screenplay was 250 pages. <laughs> and what they say is a page of a screenplay is, is worth a minute on film. Wow, okay. So that's twice as long as a normal screen, screenplay. And the first cut was four and a half hours. Can you imagine? Like, we were just bragging how cool it is to watch Caddyshack because it's quick. It's quick, right. It's relatable. You can rewatch it. We wouldn't have gotten a record crowd or record turnout with a four and a half hour movie last night. Four and a half hours of that movie again. I love that movie, but four and a half movies, four and a half hours of that would be, uh, I mean, it'd be like playing a round of golf. You'd be like, wow, I'd rather go golfing. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd rather play night golf in the dark. <laughs> it launched Bill Murray into another stratosphere. For sure, Harold Ramis as a director, he didn't know what he was doing. Caddyshack was his first big movie. He didn't really know what he was doing, but like. You know, sometimes the cards just fall, right? And you make a lot of money and you're like, oh, yeah. this opened up the door for everything he wants to yeah. go do now. Yeah. I mean, and it and it's one of the greatest sports movies without with also being one of the worst sports movies. It has some of the most cliche 80s kind of playbook. Very obvious. There's some montage moments. Kenny Loggins, oh, great Didn't even bring up the song. gopher. Didn't even bring up the gopher in the song yet. Right. The gopher is great. Again, it starts with the gopher. It starts with Danny Noonan. The song is amazing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, there's a Thai web. There's a whole other Rodney Dangerfield thing happening. Um, well, that's because the studio told Ramis, you need to get a star in this movie. You need to get Rodney a heavyweight did, star. And Chevy Chase was probably, Chevy Chase was one. And then they said, we can get Rodney for a few days too. So Rodney, Rodney came in after right. that. We got to just give him unlimited amount of blow and let him just do whatever the fuck he wants. And we'll get Rodney Dangerfield. And you know, he's like, <laughs> I'll be there. Hey, rumor is his salary was in blow. He was like, yeah, convert that to cocaine and I'm in. That's like how they do it now with Bitcoin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bitcoin's a new blow. Yeah. Maybe we should get on it. <laughs> I'm on Bitcoin. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no, hey, but, like, but like the, 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 the same synchronized swimming scene totally out of nowhere it's One such an 80s like a random thing and then like you gotta have a random tit scene oh definitely always definitely some some. which some I nudity. question that there was there that w- there was one in there Chris in the cul-de-sac we had a little bet he won two tit scenes so in case you're watching it with your kids but it does take place later in the movie it does I can't believe you didn't remember that happened because it was a big part of my growing up but it was later than I thought. Like, I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. And I think I even well, said it as a dance. Man, you see Noonan nipple, too. So it's totally... You, you, it kind of palate cleanser. Do we? Yeah. Do I need to bet you on that? No. Well, yes, you can, because I'll win. Okay. Same scene. There, she, he is oh, on top, right. and yeah. she is on bottom. And then the next one, he's on bottom, and she's on top. And it's it's like... Yeah, they, they do a little reversal. His hairy armpit and nipple. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Hey, whatever you're into. I don't 100%. care. 100%. Yeah, that's fine. It does fit it. You know, you, you keep mentioning it, though. Like, the fact it came out in 80. Do you think other 80s movies took stuff from this movie, then? Great question. Um, Yeah, maybe you're right. You right? Know? Like, it was kind of like, you're the first movie of the 80s, basically, that, that put all these people on the map and said, hey, we're going to make some R-rated adult sports movie. Which, right. Which... The big ones I think of are later in the 80s. Yeah. I think Caddyshack kind of said to the studios, we can make money if we do this. You need a couple really funny stars and let the director just kind of kind of go for it. Yeah. And like golf was not, back in 79, 80, golf was not what it is now. Like, could you make a Caddyshack now? Please don't ever fucking try. Uh, you, it won't be as good. <laughs> and people will probably leave. I guarantee you Bill Murray and other people have been approached a million fucking <laughs> times for a million dollars more than you think, but... Don't ever touch Caddyshack. It's it's a classic in all its weirdness. It's literally just made up of bits after bit after bit after yes. bit after bit. Testament to new screen screenwriting. Testament to new producers and directors. Not and, knowing how to do it. <laughs> and Bill Murray shows up for six days. Is the is the story? Right. And says, uh, "Tell me where to stand. I'll right. go. I'll go do something. I got something. Yeah. And I think you you told me that he's never gone back and done that." character ever from, from Carl from right from what I have heard there has never been either recorded or or non-recorded 
version of Bill Murray redoing either the Dalai Lama or the Cinderella story bit ever again. Or any Maybe any the two that. best scenes, the two best like monologues in the whole movie. Maybe. And, yeah. and like he could have banked on that because some people will find that one catchphrase they use forever. Yeah. I mean, hey. Ar- Arnold comes up to the stage and says, I'll be back. Exactly. And right. it's like the first thing he says. Right. It, it, or Matthew McConaughey. Love him. He's Come he on uses, the pod, man. all right, all right, all right. More than I'll be back. Probably should. Every every now it's like it's like that's how you form your brand. Bill Murray could have easily done that. From what I understand, he's never said it. And actually, I think he reluctantly even will go to that character because he's a big golfer. But he will he will uh, he doesn't even like to acknowledge that the character even exists. Yeah, it's crazy. This movie has so much like lore and cool history to it that I think it's going to deserve a deeper dive on a future. A future episode where, like, maybe we do a breakdown, or maybe it's another spinoff under the DDB banner of like the real movie review of it, and we get people to talk about it. But let's let's do what we do on our movie reviews. Always, we're gonna kind of narrow it down to the best line slash monologue because a lot of them have delivery between two or three actors, or we're like, we we kind of need to talk about the right. whole segment here. Right. It's not about lines, about because you said it's a bunch of bits. So it's like kind of the correct. Yeah. They were improving a lot of it, ad libbing. So you Didn't have you say, to. You said ninety percent is improv. Well, ninety. I mean, a good director with that much talent sometimes has to say, "Guys, if something feels right in the scene, just go for it." Right. This Ramis is where it's was like also probably just like <laughs> smoke. I'm, do, I'm doing the smoking weed bit here. Yeah. 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 Go for it, Rodney. He's like, yeah. I got it. Got He's it. Wearing the fucking suit. He's like. Oh, hey, I can do this again. Just let me give you another. <laughs> that was Andrew Dice Clay, by the way. I don't know what, which I don't know where that came from, but yeah. We have a better chance of getting him on the pod, to be honest. Yeah. ADC. I guarantee he's available. <laughs> Love him, but he's probably available. All right, let's do, let's do line first then. Yeah. All right. You mentioned one originally, uh, the Cinderella story. It's a bit of a monologue from, from Carl, played yeah. by, by Bill Murray. Yep. Incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. To lead the pack, at Augusta, he's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. When we got all of that, the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved Augusta crowd going wild. For this young Cinderella. He's come out of nowhere. He's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five-iron, it looks like, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad, oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight-iron. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Honestly, when I see it come on screen, it's like, it's like an old friend. It's a fucking massage in your brain. It's fucking beautiful. Um, I mean, look, it's, in my opinion, considered possibly one of the greatest little bits in movie and it definitely solidified Bill Murray as being this kind of larger than life character again now knowing that it was all improv completely even better the supposedly it was the only thing that was set up was him to hit those mums the the, the flowers yeah that was apparently that was the most direction he got in the script was right. Carl lops the heads off the flowers right. or off the mums or whatever you're right when that scene starts, you almost have to just be quiet, sit still, and be like, I'm watching something that's every really dad, classic yeah, here right yeah, here. Every dad just kind of sat back and was like, this is it. It's a kind of a weird shift in the movie where it kind of starts the actual story arc into, like, finishing out. Right. Right. It's almost right. halfway point in the movie. No, you're right. You're right. Let's stay on Carl, the groundskeeper. Easily. The Dalai Lama the moment. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Galunga. So I jump shipping on Carl. And I make my way over to Tibet. And I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? It's a looper. You know, a caddy, a looper. Mm. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai 
Lama himself, the twelfth son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald, striking. So I'm on a first tee. What am I giving the driver? He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter, the Lama. Long. Into a 10,000 foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lama says? No. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Lagunga. So we finish 18, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know? And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> I mean, look. That line, the whole thing, the whole thing, it's a story, is perfect. And again, the visual of the Dalai Lama swinging, if that's not already a t shirt, it should be. It is, I guarantee it is. It's gotta be. But yeah, Bill Murray, those two bits are um, arguably what make up the whole DNA and what bring Caddyshack together. Yeah. The movie would still, I wouldn't say like hold its own, yeah, but it would still be worth talking about if it was just a Bill Murray vehicle and right. just ad libbed everything. Yeah, um, we'll 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 get off Carl's nuts. Yes, and we'll go to uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, another amazing performance with very little direction, as we mentioned. Probably you, lots of stimulants. You can't cage that anim- no. animal. No, why would you? Why yeah. would you want to? Yeah. We wouldn't have gotten that. You want to go watch him contain? Go watch Ladybugs. Oh, you know, back to school. Great movie. By also, the way. solid flick. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Al Servic, that's his Cervic, name. Servic, yeah. Uh, he's in the pro shop looking around. He's he's got his friend Wang, right? And <laughs> he's, he's showing him around. A picture. Yeah. He's like, hey, Wang. You know, like, and he and he sees and he sees the hat and he's looking around. And One it's of the just, best lines. It just fucking hits. Yeah. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. Yeah. Uh, I still find moments. <laughs> I still find moments to say exactly that to somebody else. I see someone wearing something that I don't agree with, even if it's a joke. I'll call it out and be like, I would never wear, you know, stonewashed jeans. Oh, but they look good on you, though. Yeah. And I do like this huge, over-exaggerated eye roll to the right or whatever. Right. He fucking kills it, man. Right. Or the whole... What do you get this hat? You get a bowl of soup. Yeah. I mean, I've said that. I used, I used to say it at every pro shop I've ever been in, where you're waiting to pay. Oh yeah. And you're kind of looking around and you see a hat and you're like, He's, whatever, a Ricky Fowler orange fucking Puma hat, and you make the comment. Sure. Everyone's like, yeah, I've heard that before. Well, the the impact of the movie just <laughs> yeah. it, it encourages you to say these lines right. wherever. Yeah. I was thinking at the mall, but like. I don't go to the mall anymore, but you know what I mean? Like, anywhere yeah. I would just say, oh, it looks good on you, though. Like, right. I just kind of see someone, and these these lines are drilled in. Guys, narrowing this down to five is very, very we, hard. We actually couldn't. So we're that's why we're doing it this way, because we couldn't just do... We had yeah. to kind of pick. All right. Um, Got to include Chevy. <laughs> yeah. I think Ty Webb. The Ty Webb character is, in my opinion, one of the best in the movie because of his whole kind of, like... He, he's just a badass. He's he, he he's got mystery. Like I want to know more about him. If 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 that movie was made today, there would be a spinoff made about Ty Webb and just his life, about how he's at the country club, how he goes to those fucking dinners there. Like I would agree with you there. I think that he's the one guy I want to know more about. Right. 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 Even if he's in the sequel, you don't get to learn anything else about his backstory. Right. Right. No. 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 Yeah. I would want to know what he's doing. Because you know, right? He, he's very ambiguous about what he about what he says. Well, what do I do for fun? Well, I play a lot of golf. Like, right. and you own two lumber yards, and I'm not there very often. And you're you're had a roommate or a friend, Mitch Cumstein, who, <laughs> who <laughs> and you have a a pool and, and a pond in the back, which right. would be good for you. Right. Know? right? Yeah. He's he and he wears no shoes, which I always dug his whole vibe and the whole very gimmick man. Very much of, so. Uh, of the Bears. Yes. Babe. Not to cut you off there, but no. I never noticed he didn't wear shoes. Yeah. He doesn't wear... Well, I don't know if he... he not that he never wears shoes, but he's... he. There's many uh, shots of him playing golf with no shoes on. No shit. Mm-hmm. 
No shit. No shit. No shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the the line we we laughed um, the most at last night was uh, when when Lacey's over and uh, they're obviously getting inebriated, which they probably were in real in life. real life. Oh yeah. Oh, in the movie too. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he kind of does a little song on the piano. One of the best. The shot with um, Chevy Chase doing the tequila shot. The tequila shot itself, yeah. Well, not even tequila. The, the bump off his knuckle, <laughs> squeeze the lime, and toss the tequila. I've used that, not like that literal move, but I've made that joke so many fucking times. Seriously, it's it's, it's in your DNA, dude. It this is. movie is in it your is. DNA. And like, again, Lacey Underall, dime piece back in the 80s for a long time. Probably still. Probably still. It's a great, it's a great little fucking jam. Leads into the whole back rub scene where he falls off of her because yeah, all, it, stop massaging it's, me. Yeah, it's, it's classic Chevy Chase, which I, again, some people hate. I think classic Chevy Chase comedy is some of my favorite. The kind of physical, the messing stuff up, and popping the bottle of the oil off and fucking up everything. Yeah, that bit with the the singing and the little piano still kills. We were cracking up. Always lands. I think Chevy will be in another dad movie before too long, too. It's inevitable. Yeah. I can't, I'm uh, like, ching, ching, uh, ching. Thinking of him right now. All right. Our last line before we decide on what it is um, is from one of our favorite characters who might be nominated later. Yeah. It's from Spalding Smalls. <laughs> um, he comes in from a round of golf. This, and is, kind of, this is kind of like the... Uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, please. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. This, is, this is kind of underdog. This is kind of the underdog, right? This is the one where we thought... We laugh at this every time, right. either way, just based on the, the physical comedy of it and just how pissed off his grandpa, you know, his his grandpa gets or whatever. So we'll just we'll just play it. It's a quick quick delivery. Yeah, yeah. And again, it out of context, it might not be that funny for you guys, but if you watch it, it is, it's it's priceless. Yeah. I want a hamburger, no a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potato. You'll chips. get nothing and like it. So that line is is, I like I said, kind of a sleeper hit for me. I've always loved it. I feel like it's one of those ones where some people that may know Caddyshack but not know it that well, you can say it and it kind of goes over their head. Right. But that's a that's a classic line. It's it it it's the whole Spalding character, which again is such a fucking twerp. <laughs> I love it though. He pukes in the car, the whole thing, drinking the drinks and gets the cigarette out. That line is like. That one in some circles would win. Yeah. I think it translates very well to today's humor, too. Just yeah. like having a, a younger person expect, gimme, 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 and the older person come in saying, you'll have nothing in like it, right? right? Which I love. Yeah, I mean, you'll Spalding, get nothing. Spalding is a shithead for the entire movie. Yeah. And I love that about no it. No redeeming qualities on that kid. At all. None. Yeah. All right. Winner. Well, let's announce it on the count of three. Okay. See, have, see, see if we're on the same page. I was going to say, are we going to say the same thing? I don't know. Because there's other ones too, but we won't even do honorable mentions because we could just do a Caddyshack episode. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Dalai Lama. Oh, I was going Gunga Galunga. Gunga Galunga. Yeah. All right, my guy. <laughs> hey, we're on the same page. Yeah. I, look, there's so many lines. So many. You could put any of them and I'd say, okay, that's great. Peace. But I'd, I think you lose a piece of Caddyshack classic cult following without that Dalai Lama. The fact that it's just Bill Murray at his peak. I think it might have been his peak. Okay. So you like it too. That's your shot. It's my my fave. I mean, just thinking about how committed he is to that scene. The Cinderella story, like you said, it does give you that like classic lean-in moment where you're like, I'm watching something very legendary at this point. But the Gunga Galunga Lagunga Yeah. um, Yeah. That when you reread everything he he said and know that it came off the top of his head, right? I don't I don't have to say anything else. It's, it was just fucking amazing. It's great. It's great. amazing. Yeah, 
with honorable mention, let's give honorable mention to Spaulding because he has some fucking heater of lines throughout the entire movie. Yeah, he does. None better. I mean, he's, he's the one that says duty. Duty. Great fucking line. Um, the whole pool scene is a great fucking spot. He's, Shave your ass is another one of my favorites. Shave your ass is a good one. Yeah. And Dangerfield. Let's all get laid. Or we're all going to get laid at the end of the movie. That's right. always a good one. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah. I think everyone should just clap. Yeah. While we're young, he does a thing. Or, yes. Yeah. Or he pulls in uh, the judge's wife yeah. and says, hey, you must have been something before they had electricity. <laughs> I mean, that, that one killed last that night. Was dis- that was, yeah. dis- it destroyed. Yeah, it destroyed. All right. We're going to jump over to best character slash performance. A lot of them have already been brought up. Yeah. Almost all of them have, actually. Right. First up, Bill Murray as Carl. Carl is the groundskeeper. He does have a last name, and that would be Spackler. Spackler. Yes. Yeah. So you got Bill Murray. Yep. You got Ty Webb, played by Chevy Chase. Uh, classic character. Again, can't, can't there's no wrong answers here. I mean, right. you could even stop right at those two and say which one's better, and right. they're going to have a debate where you can make the point right. on both sides. Agreed. We're going to include Ted Knight. As uh, Judge Smalls, I think he is maybe the guy who who never breaks character the best. Yeah, he is so angry and from and the first focused, shot, yeah, just so pissed and and he just <laughs> he he oozes asshole, right? Well, he's, he just, he's, he's such a slimy fuck. And in, in a golf state, he's that kind of like the snob golfer guy that again, growing up like I did, yeah, never want to be that guy. I want to be Ty Webb. I want to be. You know, I don't want to be Bill Murray, but I want to be something else. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that fucking. You don't want to grow your own grass that you can then go home and smoke and. What a fucking concept, by the way. We need that now. We didn't even talk about the cannonball scene, and my God, (laughs) great fucking. Maybe next time we do best scene. And he hits it. (laughs) It's a terrible shot too. Come on, he's like watching it go away. Well, just one hit. (laughs) Um, Roddy Dangerfield as Al Cervic. I mean, you almost forget how good he is in this movie because yeah. everyone else is so good and you think Rodney has his own his own thing but like he's really good in this. I mean he's really good his golf bag is one of the greatest golf bags of all time the fact that he's throwing money around like constantly throughout the entire movie just dropping fucking dollars 20,000 40,000 yeah. yeah well I don't care I'll just double it and he's just going for it He his reactions to everything is a fucking joke the, the dinner scene is oh. him just probably just going gacked out of his head, just doing material. <laughs> he throws out the you know I get no respect one he time. He does in the when movie. he gets it a little, little pushed around. Yeah, yeah. so I saw that. No, you're right. They probably had him cut, go under the table, come back up. Let's go. Let's go. I'm Let's ready. Do it. Yeah. Um, the actor known as John F. Barman Jr. That's Spalding Smalls. Okay. I okay. think Spalding again because he didn't get as much love on the. Best line story. He he deserves a spot on this platform. Great this podium, yeah. And then we're gonna give one extra nomination to the Gopher, uh, who you know should it should be noted that the Gopher was not supposed to be as big of a part in the movie. They worked with some animatronics. They worked with some you know battery powered things. And as a kid watching Caddyshack, I probably saw when I was like thirteen. The gopher was maybe the funniest shit. 100%. Yeah. That's, Especially that's the, the one I care when about. When he starts dancing. Oh my God, the it's dance. Like, yeah. And like the camera angle where he's running through the tunnel. You know the I mean? Water's the water's coming through. Coming through. Yeah, it's, yeah. If kids are going to watch it, make them focus on the gopher because that is not going right. to ruin their, their childhoods. Right. right. I mean, the, the tits won't ruin their childhood either. But No, I, it will only enhance. Right. Yeah, exactly. Enhance. I mean, we and we did not mention Danny Noonan. I mean, his character, I feel like any actor could play that character. You could have slotted most any yeah, right. boring so, white guys in there. Right, exactly. Right. So, right. boring white guy with bad teeth. It would have been, it could have been anyone. Sign so, people up. We can just get people going. So, we didn't even bring him in. I'm only bringing that up because people are like, what about Noonan? I'm like, I, yeah, whatever. Hey, no disrespect to Michael O'Keefe. Right. He's done some other, other roles. He's been all right. He's he, done he, fine. He did get his teeth fixed. I'm sure he did. He did. With that Caddyshack money. Woo. So, okay. On my vote, we doing the same time or what? Best character in the whole movie. I, I just changed mentally. Yeah, I, I, I just think I just changed mine, mine too. I just changed mine. All right, let's say it at the same time. Okay. All right. Are we saying their names or the actors or the uh, or the characters? Let's go actor's name. One, two, three. Rodney Chevy. Dangerfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was Chevy Chase. Okay. And then I said without without Al Cervic, that movie is half as if if not. More half as good. I think you could be a studio exec because I think they saw early cuts and said, 
you need another star in here to come in here and and shake it up to bring that that element of just insane insane humor and that's what that's exactly what he did yeah um rewatching it last night i just thought that he does have the most like allure the most mystery where i would say like i want to know more about this guy i agree i don't know enough backstory but he just plays it so fucking cool the yeah, whole movie i agree the whole and, movie and chevy chase was my guy first because i agree if i was to pick one character that i would want to see more of like you said yeah that's yeah. it but Rodney doesn't disappoint. Again, I'd want to hang. I'd want to have a beer with with Rodney right away. Outfit wise, entourage wise, golf bag wise, shit talk wise, <laughs> uh, the whole fucking thing. Just swinging big dick wise. Swinging big dick. I've wise. got the money to back it up. And like he's, and that's probably Rodney Dangerfield at his peak, right? Well, yeah, he back, was peaking. No, I mean he he. He was already on Carson. He was doing those late night stints. That's where he kind of got got going. Back to school wasn't until eighty five, I yeah, think. So yeah. yeah, this was five years before that. This was this was like in the peak for sure. Like, for yeah. sure, he was he was he was a, a global stand up at a, at another level, which stand up at that time was the yeah. way to get out there yeah. and get your name out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, here's what we'll do. We will put our winners oh, yeah. on Instagram. Love it. With a little poll. And we'll report back and say how many how many did we get right, how many did we not. I love so it. be on the lookout for that come Sunday. Huge modern dad movie review for Caddyshack. Big. In line with the US Open. In line with Lone Star. It feels right. Let's score this fucking beer. I huh? have my score ready. Do you have your score let ready? Let me jot mine down. Okay. Cool. Okay. Same time? Let's keep I mean, going. we're just we're on a roll right now. <laughs> Let's keep going. Although people the people at home can't hear it. They're like, what are they saying? What? Yeah. Okay. All I'll right. do the same time. All right, here we go. One, two, three. 85. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very nice. So a round of 83. Okay, that feels about right. Would kill for an 83 on the golf course right an now. 83 for any beer that's been around since hour long fucking... 1884, I believe. Thank you. Um, is a solid score. I don't know if it's as high as Budweiser, but I feel like that's where it should be. It should be. I think it's... A solid beer, like you said up front. This yeah. is not something that you're disappointed when you see it. It's not something that, you know, gets your Legends shorts moving a little bit right to right. You yeah, know? like if we go to a bar and it's crowded and whatever. Oh, I haven't been in a crowded bar in a long time. What's but that? If we're at a crowded bar and you came back with some Lone Star to be like, okay, all right. Cool. Right. Just give me anything. And you bring that back. All right, let's drink them. Cool. I'm going to chug this. Right. It's going to be I'm, good. Yeah. And then I'm going to go get a jellyfish or... Something else. It's a good way to start the night. <laughs> yeah. It's just a solid Texas beer drinking beer. I don't know. I mean, I'm not mad at it. And an 83 feels right. So there and, we are. And it's a great beer to bring to your dad. Or exactly. to someone's dad. If you brought it to your, your father-in-law, you're going to win that one for sure. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a play-by-play reaction if I bring him some, some I beer. Feel like he, I feel like he likes it. I think he, I think he will like it. I'll probably just slip it in his fridge. Yeah. Good move. I will. Hey, just a reminder, uh, when you get this episode, alert, notification, it will be Father's Day. Call your dad. uh, Text your dad. If you can't, maybe call another dad. Call another friend who's a dad and say, hey, here's something I appreciate you about you, or here's something I've learned about you, learned about from you, from being a better dad. So, got to pay respects to the dads this weekend. And uh, Chris, you're on the right track by making it a, a full weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a full month. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you bring this up last episode? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, when we do our episode to finish for June, you're going to be like, it's still Father's Day at right. my house. On the 25th day of Father's Day, <laughs> we, we celebrate with a interpretive dance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I had a blast, though, dude. Hey, look, coming back after a little bit of break, kind of kick some rust off, but I feel like we did it adequately. With a great movie, a great beer, a great holiday, some of the best, U.S. Open, basketball, baseball is looking good for us. Um, update, I uh, I put 150 on Phil. You did it right now? To win uh, the U.S. Open, 150 bucks. It'll net nine grand. Oh, come on. If it hits, anything over 10 gets flagged by the IRS. So that's why I dropped it under 200. So 150 Smart bucks. Move. Continue, Smart move. Continue betting. Chris can confirm. The bet has gone through $150 to risk. It to says $150 for $9,000. For $9,000. Bet is accepted. 
Right, here you go. It's placed. Let's go. So can we just say we're the dads and I rooting for Phil? We should be going hard and for Phil. And his bombs and his calves and his Amstel light. If Phil wins, let's drink some Amstel light. Beer's on me if Phil wins. Fuck yeah. Good All stuff. Right. Well, in that case, go Phil. Go dads. <laughs> go dads. Go fathers. Father's Day. Have your steak or whatever you want to do. I don't know. Get out there play some golf. Watch Caddyshack. Watch Caddyshack. U.S. Open. We got a lot going on. So, for Jim, I've been Chris. We've been drinking Lone Star Beer, a classic. Have a great week. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day.